Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. We are here today to put the her in. Hooray! Oh, I like it. That was Terrence. Hooray. She recommended it. Hooray. My name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I just want you to know that I decided that if we were two of the sisters from Little Women, that (sighs) you would be Joe. Because she's the fun one. She's a little quirky. Uh She's a good writer. And she waits for her one true love to come along. Oh, gosh. You know. Yeah. Those things. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And I think you're right, despite the cynical part of me being like. (sighs) (laughs) She's a little cynical. Does that pick up in the mic? Yeah, it did. (sighs) I picked up a little bit. Um, but you're right. I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host. And I just want you to know that I seriously don't know how you deal with all the social media for Sheologians. <laughs> and I appreciate it so much. And you deserve a trophy. I thank you. I do. Because it just... <laughs> I have a very... You're speechless. I have a very limited social media interaction obviously uh-huh but there's a lot of people out there yeah a lot of people that request things of you yes a lot of people that are like mean uh-huh and it's just a lot it is a lot it's a lot and yeah. and you're not um complaining about it you're just doing it i feel like you have like you obviously have like some sort of constitution that is that prepared for, that. for this. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. So I'm glad you said that because it would just feel braggy if I said that. Right. But I do feel that growing up in my dad's house mm-hmm. prepared me for that right. because he's always had a public job. Like yeah. my dad, he He puts material out, whether it's like a book or a debate or a radio show or now a podcast. Like he's been putting material out since my entire life. Right. And so I just grew up with the understanding that when you put something out there that you're going to hear back. Right. And sometimes it's going to be not great. Sometimes it's going to be great. Sometimes people are so sweet and encouraging and kind and sometimes they're the opposite of all those things and that's just like that's just is what it is and so I think for my entire life I've just been exposed to public responses to public content and I've just expect it to be that way right and that's just it is what it is but the weakness in that (laughs) is that I'm so I so expect dialogue with tension and it so doesn't bother me that a lot of times I think 
I can be very blunt and like a lot of people aren't okay with that. And Mm -hmm. so I think like my problem is that when I just state something, I think like, well, I'm just stating this, but a lot of people find it like maybe unfeeling or something like that. And so I have to be really set. I have to try to be more sensitive. (laughs) Summer is sensitive guys. She's very nice. (laughs) Oh, thanks. I love that. Some at reform con, I met someone who I'd only ever spoken to online and they were like, you are so much less dry than I thought you'd be. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. I wasn't offended. It's hard to offend me. I can totally see it, but it's a privilege knowing the not dry part of you also. You're welcome. Only if you get it. <laughs> Just a feel. <laughs> so, hey, guys, it's Monday or Tuesday or Saturday or whenever you're listening to this. Thanks. Wherever for you are. Yeah, wherever you are. I almost forgot my line. My one line. Um, <laughs> keep the voicemails rolling in. They're great. They're awesome. Our voicemail number is 470-465-0475. Way to go. Yes. Um, I just finished reviewing the book Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. I did it in a four-part review because I'm crazy. Don't ask me why. I wasn't sure what I was thinking, but I committed before I started and had to see it through. <laughs> Um, so check those out if you haven't. And I need um, suggestions for more books to review. So call us, leave us a voicemail, comment on Facebook. I don't know. Send a letter by owl. However you get your mail out these days. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we need to tell them anything else before we start? I don't think so. Did you see the shark movie yet? Yes. You saw it? Yes. Did you like did you Matthew and I, I can't saw even it talk? And um I thought it was a little boring. Yeah. I felt like it was this like I really appreciate a cheesy shark movie. Yes. But this I feel like it went on too long. A little too long. Yeah. Like the same thing kind of kept happening. Uh-huh. And they just kept being like, "Okay, if we just show them this thing." Yeah. A few times. Right. Well, I'm so easily entertained by a shark film (laughs) that it doesn't, I have, like, you're here with the valid criticisms, and I'm just like, yeah, but did you see the shark? Right. (laughs) I did, I did enjoy the shark, and I do have to say that I think shark movies, rather, movies that predominantly take place in the ocean Uh entertain me. Yeah. Because, well, I'm really not afraid of the ocean. Right. And I have a healthy fear of sharks, but not one that keeps me from getting in the ocean. Right. Um, but for some reason, in shark movies, sharks just like appear yeah. out of nowhere, despite yes. them being massive animals. Specific, <laughs> I mean, especially a megalodon. Right. It's like so huge. Right. But they just like come out of nowhere. Yeah. And so something about like, is there anything scarier than being fully submerged in water in the open of the ocean no and just doing like a full 360 and being like what the heck else is in here with me i mean talking to a social justice warrior (laughs) on social media would rank up there for me right and i i i'd prefer the shark right at least it would be over quickly (laughs) That's (laughs) that's true hey um this is this was your idea you're right and I um, I like it. And should we tell them why, like how this was your idea? Which topic are we talking oh. about? <laughs> inerrancy. We're doing inerrancy. Oh, okay. The inerrancy. 
inerrancy um, of the scriptures. Yeah. The inerrancy of scripture. Um, well, I think like we, so you guys will have heard in the mm-hmm. interview that we did with uh, Tom Askell. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he mentioned it slightly. He talked yeah. about a previous statement that he had been yeah. um, involved in, the which Chicago is of course, yeah, the, the yeah. Chicago statement. Um, and that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure any of you would have necessarily heard that interview and been like, oh, what did he mean by that? Because it was so <laughs> it was not what the interview was about at all. <laughs> right. Um, but so in the spirit of statements and we also did a an episode on the essentials of the faith and what it what it takes for a person to be saved. Right. And I think that the scripture is sort of an an interesting supplemental thing to to that topic. Right. Um, because obviously there are people that um, are saved but have never seen a Bible. Like you can right. be saved without even having seen right. the text. So it can't necessarily be um, an essential to the faith, but it is so necessary to the faith. And it it is um, it is where we have gotten all the information for all of our shows. <laughs> Specifically right. the one about the essentials of the faith. <laughs> so right. it's just, it's kind of, a, it's something that I, I didn't want to put it in that episode. Right. I wanted to talk about it on its own and um, how important the scripture is and just basically discuss. Cause there, there are people that plenty of people that think that, uh, the Bible is a text that they may read in a postmodern way and glean from it the lessons that they may glean and just ignore the parts that make them uncomfortable. Right. Um, and there's there's plenty of bad Bible reading happening yeah. around. Yes. I have done it as well. Um, and so if it really is the foundation of everything we've done here... <laughs> As theologians, yes, we should talk about: Do we trust it? Why right. can we trust it? Right. Um, it's the word of God, but it was written by men, right? Um, so there's plenty of. It, this may even not even seem like an important thing to talk about. Right. And that's a good thing. Like if to you, you're like, duh. <laughs> yeah. Obviously that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but let's. But you should be able to defend the, the idea that scripture is inerrant because your friends and the culture around you and your kids, when they go off to college, if they do, they are going to run into all kinds of arguments of people who try to undermine the inerrancy of the text as to attack the Christian faith. And, and a lot of people have just been told, you know, um, a lot of untrue things about how we got scripture. And essentially if you, if you knock out, if scripture is not infallible and inerrant, then the faith that we have today might not be the faith (laughs) that, um, I mean, what can you really know about Jesus? Um, if this is just a, other than what some guy wrote to you in a book. Right. Um, so yeah, it is, it is super important. And I think that as we continue there, there's basically no topic that we have talked about that would even matter if what we have 
if the scriptures that we have aren't inerrant. Right. There would be nothing. We would have said nothing authoritative this whole time. It would have right. purely been an opinion. Right. Up until this point. So. Right. And if you don't understand what it is, if you don't rightly understand that scripture is inerrant, you're going to run into all kinds of problems. And so what we mean by inerrancy um, is that we believe that as God inspired men to write the scriptures, that what was written there is free from any kind of falsehood or mistake and that all the words in it are true they are trustworthy in every assertion that they make. Mm-hmm. That is the simplest way I can right. explain it. Um, and scripture says that about itself. Right. Like in, um, I'm sure you have some too, but you know, so Psalm 12, six, the words of lo- the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay purified seven times. The law of the Lord is perfect. Psalm 19, seven, Every word of God is pure, Proverbs 35. That's 30, verse 5. Um, and obviously, Second uh, Timothy 3 says that all scripture mm-hmm. is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the, God, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Um, and so we need to believe about scripture what scripture says about itself right that's important yes um there's obviously verses like galatians 1 8 that talks about like even if an angel from heaven gives you um you know another word right (laughs) another word other than what's here and so um that what that is obviously saying is that um how like how do we know what is uh, how do we know how to test a prophet? How do we know how to test? It's it's saying, use this. Right. It's self-attesting. Like, here's a command. Yes. Do not believe something that's not from this book. And it's in the book. Right. Um, Jesus talks about his fulfillment. Right. Uh, uh, within the Bible and refers back <laughs> to the Old Testament. Right. Um, so it is definitely self-attesting and... Uh, people without uh ears to hear do have a problem with that right um but we're good yes (laughs) um (laughs) where do we want to well i do want to say too that i think that it's clear that by the writing of the new testament the way that the apostles and jesus spoke of the old testament we can know that the old testament canon was closed it wasn't being added to um, and we know that the New Testament canon is closed because there can be no new apostolic witness right. to Christ. Um, no new revelation will be given until Christ comes again um, in, the, in terms of like spirit given. <laughs> right. Um, the canon was, you know, created divinely. That's what we believe. We right. believe that it was supernatural. We believe that it is complete it is the standard there's nothing outside of it that is necessary for us in order to create a robust theology of life and relationships um and so it is god's revealed word to us yes if we want to know about god if we want to know his commands if we want to know how to be obedient if we want to know um law yes it is where we go 
Right. And to get really nerdy for a second, because again, if you are going to college, um, if you are even in more liberal seminaries, um, you're going to run into kind of the argument that, you know, we can't know that what we have today um, is what was originally written. And so uh, that is a whole other topic. I would really love to do like an episode on the transmission of the text. How right. did we get from what Paul wrote it. to what we have today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but in, as far as inerrancy goes, we would say, I would argue it is very important for us to say that it's the original autographs, the original documents that are inerrant. Um, there are the, the reason for that is that biblical authority um, isn't going to apply to say a scribe right in the year 500, like what he might've written down, like, Inerrancy applies to what the biblical authors actually wrote. Right. Um, and we don't have the original manuscripts, but the lack of, of original, original manuscripts um, doesn't make inerrancy meaningless because the authority of what was originally written, it doesn't belong to the physical copy um, it belongs to the words of God, which we know have been preserved. Right. And we know that through the multiplicity of manuscripts that we have, the, the manuscript witness um, from antiquity that we have lets us know that we have what was originally written. Right. Um, so that's an important note on inerrancy to make. Yeah, of course. Um, the But in that, like, there's... God failing is nowhere in that. Right. Like he's still glorified by his preservation. Right. Of the text. Yeah. He, it's his word to us. He is not going to allow it to be changed. Yes. In a way that changes the meaning. Yeah. Um, and some people might be like, well, why did God do it that way? Like, why didn't he just set this up in a way? Why where... didn't he just write it in English? <laughs> I mean, right, you know, and it's like, you know, um, again, this is something I would like to get into when we actually go more in depth in how the text was transmitted. But we don't need to sit around and wonder why God did it this way. Um, I think that the fact that we don't have the original autographs, but we know what the original autographs said, we know what the Holy Spirit inspired these men to write um, is not bound to a physical location or a physical object. It's a word that cannot be contained. Right. Um, and that is powerful. That is, that's God. Like his truth isn't bound to a physical object. It's not bound to the Greek. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I mean by it really is. It, it is really, um, it's an amazing expression of God's sovereignty yeah. that the Bible has been preserved. Yes. It didn't just like work out that way. There weren't some really nice studious scribes that were like, oh, you know what? We should probably keep writing this down because it's kind of a good thing. <laughs> right. That was God. Anyone, yes. anytime that happened, yeah. it was God preserving his right. word. Right. It's beautiful. And I think that a lot of times 
we Christians, if we aren't willing to study what this means, if we if we don't know where our own scriptures have come from, um, we're gonna lose a lot because the unbelieving world is ready and has all kinds of conspiracy theories as to how we got the scriptures. Right. And we need to be ready to defend the truth of God and, and the, the veracity of the word that he has given us. Um, and so I just think this is a really important thing to understand because ultimately the inerrancy of scripture also really affects how sufficient we think scripture is for our lives now. Right. And if we're going to agree with the New Testament that we have all things that we need for life and godliness, well, where are those things? They're in scripture. Um, you know, Joy and I are always harping on about how scripture is the standard. Well, if scripture isn't complete and true and accurate, then it's not a good standard. Right. Why should it be the that standard? That all goes away. Right. And so if we believe with Paul that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for correction and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, um, we're, you're going to lose all of that if potentially scripture might be wrong about something. And, and you guys, maybe you're in circles where you don't ever run into somebody who says this, but progressive right. Christians do not believe that scripture is inerrant. That's why the Chicago statement was... Right. Written because these men were trying to stand on the word of God and and proclaim what the word of God says about the word of God. Um, because essentially, if scripture is not inerrant, then you can just throw anything you want out. You can you can become Rob Bell. You can be Oprah. You can be the Nyquists. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Right. And it's all good. Um, so most yeah. texts can be used to support something. Right. Oh, Especially yeah. Especially yes. out of context. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I mean, in scripture can be abused in all kinds of ways to support whatever you want to support. Right. Honestly, um, we see that happen all the time. And I'm looking at you, feminists and haters of the patriarchy <laughs> or abusers of the patriarchy. I don't know. Um, so anyway, it is just it's important. And I we wanted you guys. We were talking about this when we were talking about the essentials of the faith we got into a discussion about it because it was like how obviously we didn't add it in our, this is what you have to believe to be saved for a reason. Right. But this is so incredibly important. How you view the word of God is going to determine your practical living in a lot of ways. And so anyway, we just wanted to talk to you guys about that. Right. Let's do a whole episode on sufficiency of scripture sometime. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. No, that sounds good. So you guys heard it. Sufficiency. Mm -hmm. Transmission uh -huh. of the text. Yes. We have some good episodes. Maybe we can about cram, we could talk about the infallibility of the scripture. That means infallibility of scripture means it's neither. It's not misleading. Um, it cannot be. It is all of the, the truth claims in it are true. Right. Which would uh, mean that you have to make a distinction between, uh, so for example, uh, the story of Potiphar's wife is all true, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that everything she said is true. 
Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So like she said some things that the Bible wouldn't support. Right. But it's in the Bible as a part of the story. Yes. So sometimes when people read don't... in full. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you get the whole picture. Anyway. All right. Do we have a feminist of the week this week? I don't. I don't either. How about it's um, all of the women who think that <laughs> Paul was wrong about head coverings and about the creation mandate. I have, I had someone tweet me the other day and they were like, if you guys think submission is in the Bible, then you don't know how to read the Bible. I think that would be, well, so I know, I do know how to read. <laughs> I do know how to read. Um, that would be the only way that I really couldn't like some sort of physical thing mm-hmm. that would prevent me from physically reading it like my eyes work fine uh-huh. and i do know how to read english do you which may not i mean certain parts of the world that's really not even that impressive uh-huh <laughs> whether you agree with us or not uh-huh. is one thing uh-huh but it not being in there is a is it's, another thing altogether. I mean, it is for sure in there. Right? Am I yes. crazy? Okay. Yes. Well, according to her, it's not. So who's who do we go by? I think it was a dude. The scripture? The scripture, for sure. Is it inerrant? Yes. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Promises. All right, guys. That is it for this week. Um, hit us up on patreon.com slash sheologians for six bucks a month. You can make this crazy amazing content happen or something keep the mics on keep the mics on that's it for now honestly all right we will see you next week see ya